Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. All right. Hey, everyone. Hey. It's Untucked, episode four, RuPaul's Drag Race season ton. What a coincidence. I actually just untucked myself. Oh, how does it feel, girl? Breathable? Girl, my loins are alive in the sound of wind. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I ruined my joke. That's magical. That was not prepared. I'm freestyling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're pretty comfortable over here ourselves. Goodness gracious. So Untucked um, continues to be an explosive mess of, I'm just going to say nonsense. (laughs) Yeah. I'm over it. (laughs) Yeah. We had a lot of fighting again. Basically, that's, I feel like Untucked is just for like people fighting and being dramatic. Like, I don't know. I don't even, I can't remember exactly how it started, but like we were just talking about before we hit record, um... Eureka made the comment about, you know, the vixen being crafty and I guess, you know, alluding to, you know, the judges love that about her and it was taken as offensive, right? Well, see, initially, I remember when I first watched it, I was like, what does Eureka mean? But now that I've Uh had time to digest her comment, I think she just is referring mainly to her, like, first look when she had that, like, Chicago skyline look. I thought that she, yeah, as soon as she said crafty, you know, I thought she was, you know, saying, you know, her level of creativity, you know, the things she can do. Yeah, her, like, popsicle dresses. (laughs) Don't stay Right, but see, that's the thing, you know, for the vixen, did she read that as Eureka calling her cheap? Maybe. Because why else would she react this way after giving us this whole monologue last week about being perceived as the angry black woman? And then she just like shows no maturity and just jumps at every chance to lunge. She didn't even sit on the shady couch this time. Oh, yeah. That was the whole thing when they went back there, right? I'm not sitting on that couch. That's the shady couch. Well, bitch, I guess the other one's shady, too. And I asked our Twitter people and a couple people chimed in. Where do we draw the line between the vixen being an angry black woman and her standing up for herself against people coming at her, as she says? See, for me, I think we need to stop. You know, I've not I try my best and I never I can say I've never played the race card in my personal experience, but you can't create these narratives and then continue to just behave this way you have to show some level of growth and humility yourself you know everybody has to learn and listen and you know you can't be the only one that doesn't get to change well right and oh go ahead oh sorry i was just saying (laughs) that so the term like angry black woman or like i guess any term like that like it that's a like perception, right? Like an angry black woman. But the reality is more like Vixen just being a bitch. Like you can like be loud and be all these things, but like you're just coming off as a bitch. Like that's not like actually what happened. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's just Even in the moments where like, you know, Re- Eureka was um, calling, you know, the argument was heating up. And at one point... Eureka said something, stop talking, and, you know, Eureka wasn't talking over anybody, and the vixen says, 
something, you know, basically saying, don't don't speak over me. And Eureka is saying, I didn't say anything. <laughs> well, because in the past, too, you know, we've seen the Vixen feel some type of way towards Eureka yep. for being like a scene stealer. We just kind of see her start to spiral because Eureka in this moment, I mean, she said it herself. She was testing the Vixen. But, you know, the Vixen's just failing miserably because Eureka's playing this just right. She's like, well, I wasn't saying anything. Like, now I'm going to let you look crazy. <laughs> well, and the, and the Vixen, as much as I don't really like her personality, she actually was kind of smart. Like, basically, episode one, she's kind of calling optics. So now, when she gets heated, everyone's like, oh, well, she's just defending herself. She's not an angry black woman. It's just the optics of the show. Uh-huh. So it's like, I mean, it is such a gray line. And it is definitely a real thing that people, you know, black people get portrayed as angry black woman, angry black man. Yeah. You know, so, so I mean, that is absolutely a real thing. But I don't necessarily want the the vixen to take that away from the meaning away from that for right. people that are actually right you know and it's, it comes down to yeah like what actually happened like uh-huh. what did we actually see like did you it's not like something from an outside perspective well, well it looks like you're just the angry black woman like we actually saw like your actions we know exactly what you said like the reason why yeah. you said it so it's like and that's the thing there's too. no more perception like this is actually what happened right that's <laughs> the whole part that's the biggest part of it for me because you know clearly this narrative is something that's very important and that people need to be talking about. But for me as a viewer and also a black gay male myself who used to pop off very easily and now I don't because, you know, growth and progression. Hello. Um, when you when you don't do these things, like if you're not showing us any kind of ability to see the other side or reason with them calmly... You know, then you're you're just not trying to change, and it's your way or the highway, which isn't a good look, especially for someone going after a crown. And we kind of said it earlier too. So, Mo, I think that I think that the vixen's angry black woman optics thing is very valid, but she is kind of discrediting that by being on at ten. The whole time. The whole time. It's just like every little comment, she's looking for an opportunity to one-up it or backhand it. It's like, why don't you just hear the other person? Yeah, she doesn't know how to have a conversation. And this is a competition. Eureka said, I was testing her. Like, if you're going to keep acting this way, it's going to get back to the judges. Well, yeah, and see, my thing, the way I know, I think I interpreted that comment differently than a lot of other people and podcasts. I, I actually, I listened to All Right, Mary before, <laughs> before we recorded this week. Uh-huh. So the way I saw it was like, so the Vixen's like starting to pop off on Eureka. Eureka's like kind of egging it on a little bit. And Well, yeah, that's what she meant by she was testing her. She started to yeah. push buttons. Yeah, and it's like, I didn't read it as like, I, I was testing you like I was reading it as like they got into an argument and it's like you know when you get into a conversation it's like oh well I was just you know like you're trying to like lighten lighten the mood to make your you know it's like oh well I was just joking or like you know I saw it more of as like her trying to laugh it off because she was just in a like pretty heated conflict 
I perceived it. I, I perceived I don't it the think way I'm I did well. when Eureka um, <laughs> was talking to um, Mayhem when she was more like, you know, I was testing her, and you know, she kept reacting the way a typical vixen does. So I was just like, you know, in that moment, my mind was like, you know. She's right. It didn't take very much. You know, you don't have to go down to that level and be petty either. But this is a competition. Right. If you're going to make it that easy for somebody to just, like, discredit your character, that's on you. Because you don't know how to respond to conflict or as an adult. And if it's okay for the vixen to say, well, you know who I am. If you're going to come poke the bear, I'll chase you down and find you and remind you that you can't treat me this way. Mm -hmm. I thought this time we were seeing the reverse of that where Eureka was like, oh, I'm going to poke the bear, but I'm not going to run away like Aquaria did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit here and be, I'm going to be the bear. Now I'm the bear. Yeah. And see, we said that too, when we were watching that scene, we're like, you know, the difference between Eureka and Aquaria is that Eureka can go toe to toe Mm -hmm. with somebody like Vixen where... That's just not Aquarius Lane. No offense, that's just not how she deals with conflict. I mean, I liked seeing Eureka, like, actually stand up for herself and, like, not mm-hmm. back down. Like, Me she was too. like, no, you're yeah, wrong. That was great. It was like, like, I'm not her. going away. I'll be right here. <laughs> and it was awesome. And she wasn't letting it bother her. She was kind of, like, laughing it off, like, all the the craziness. So I, I thought that Eureka handled it well. Um and kind of what prompted this, this, that question that I first asked, you know, where do we draw the line, was because last week, or when, you know, when this, the first last couple weeks, when we were seeing this Aquaria vixen drama, I feel like a lot of people and a lot of podcasts, um, like All Right Mary, kind of paint the vixen in this light of this martyr. She's this martyr for South Chicago and black people. And she's just sticking up for herself. You know, the the All Right Mary guys, they have a different lens because one of them was from Chicago and I think taught in South Chicago. Uh So I think they did. I thought their lens that they brought definitely, I got to see that in a different light. But this last episode they did, um, they kind of were starting to be like, no, the, what the vixen's not okay because they basically almost got into blows, you know, her and Eureka. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's like they kind of were saying, you know, differently. You know, they're like, well, now I, I can't really support the vixen's message because she's, she's being this aggressive, you know, where yeah. they're almost fighting. It's just like every time you almost cringe before anything is said because it's like, okay, if anybody breathes the wrong way the vixen is going to pop off which completely discredits everything she's trying to sell us definitely and it's just i mean i on twitter when i was watching it the first time i tweeted i'm at the point in the episode where i think the vixen's gonna hit eureka and um oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's interesting the optics because one of our um listeners who um which i'm sorry i don't remember which one it was i think it might have been carrie winkle but she was like i thought the opposite i thought eureka was gonna hit the vixen i think that was carrie and i was like i didn't see i i saw well they were both being very aggressive but I saw the I saw I don't know I saw Eureka being more like I'm not backing down whereas the vixen was just being more like aggressive and kind of like 
Oh, easily. Eureka's a big bitch. So easily, she was Eureka was like, "I'm going to show everybody else that you you don't have to let her run the show this way." Like yeah. she doesn't just get to be this way without having to answer for it. Exactly. In the teaser for next week, I mean, we already see the Vixen saying, "Who am I going to fight? Who am I going to fight?" Yeah, that's so just we already that's know just childish. We're going to see this again. Yeah, it's just we so know it's childish to me. I'm, I'm so over yeah. it. Yeah, we just need... I'm just waiting for it to get back to Rue because there's no way Rue or any of those judges are going to put a crown on somebody like that. I think that Rue brought the Vixen to talk about race on in drag, but I don't think she thought it was going to play out like this. Right. I'd agree with that statement. So, whereas, you know, the Vixen's the fire starter, and maybe they wanted a really dramatic season, it's like, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm just kind of bored of the Vixen right now. It's like, I'm, like, yeah. past the point of being, com- like, compat, you know, like, we're tired. her, but I'm just like, I'm bored. I'm bored. Show me yeah. some, show me a good look, girl. Don't wear a saran wrap on the runway, you know? <laughs> Please. Yeah. And put really. some coconut oil in those wigs, honey. Uh, yeah don't wear that blue wig again ever just like throw it away don't even wear it to clubs give me some sheen please (laughs) yes um so then i guess that was like basically the majority of it you know um Mm -hmm. and mayhem go do their smoking yeah that was the majority of it you know monet has a moment about you know struggling with you know what does rue want from her but really it's like girl it's just a little too little too late and you, yeah. you didn't execute yeah. it as strong as you needed to mm-hmm. but um good thing she got through that lip sync she did she killed it so um the only other we didn't really get too many other storylines um we saw dusty mm-hmm. ray bottoms after being eliminated and being sad yeah as soon as the bottoms and tops came back in dusty and monet knew they were going up yep yeah unfortunately so that was the tone. Um, yeah, it was really... I liked that we got to see Queens being supportive. I think it was Eureka that was being really supportive towards Monet. Mm-hmm. And was like, girl, you're fierce. Like, you're the you're so good. And then... Or maybe... No, I think that was maybe Ms. Cracker. Ms. Cracker, um, yeah. It was Ms. Yeah. Cracker. She, she was like, you're the best in New York. Like, girl, like, everyone loves you. And, like, I liked that she did that so that yeah. Monet didn't go in feeling defeated as much. I thought that was a good moment as well. So it was nice to see that. I know Eureka was supportive, I think. Was it of Dusty, maybe? Yeah. Was, someone was... Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dusty happened. had support as well. And they both talked to each other, too, you know, before they went out. Yeah, because I would have felt some type of way if everyone's like, Monet, you're the best. And Dusty's like, uh, hey, y'all, I'm still in the bottom, too, also. <laughs> no, the queens really come together that way um, around the queens that are kind of the fan favorites, I would say, like... The people were just kind of liked by every side of the competition. Everybody was supporting both of them. Yeah, and and I think that Dusty Ray did enough to leave an impact on the show, its legacy. And so now it's kind of just on her to, like, do her thing. Yeah, take that that platform and just explode. She's got a great... I mean, we said this in the main episode, um, but she has a great music video and song called Never Loved Ya. Mm Mm-hmm. Very fun. Very it's punk really rock. really great. Nice punk rock anthem, which was nice because you don't really see drag queens doing that style for mm-hmm. when, they putting, when they're putting out music. It's usually like club hits. I enjoyed it. 
but I liked it a lot. I want to see like her and Adora Delano do a duo. Oh, that'd yeah, be cool. that would be everything. I saw you tweet that, and I was like, that would be everything. Oh god, that, that would be the best. <laughs> That would be awesome. Like, I just want them to do some like punk rock song while like Vanjie just says Miss Vanjie the entire time. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, <sighs> like that would be truly iconic. <laughs> well, goodness, that was really it for Untucked. It really wasn't much that went on besides the Eureka and Vixen drama and the, you know, the emotional connection and strength that was shown among the girls but it was very felt brief this untucked it did it was just mostly about their conflict um i'd you know i'm gonna say what i said last week i hope we get a week next week that's not so dramatic but yes we need an uplifting week yeah i don't think we're gonna get that next week unfortunately but i'll still keep my fingers crossed for a happier episode (laughs) or i guess i should say happier untucked because (laughs) that's where all the shit hits the face (laughs) oh boy that's not false you guys is that it does anyone want to talk about wendy's or offer codes or (laughs) tfc pod (laughs) next time you go to wendy's any (laughs) drive-thru or any any drive-thru just tell them tfc pod sent you yeah and and, and, and please send it send us videos of that so that everyone knows how awesome our offer codes are yeah (laughs) and if they say they don't offer that sometimes the offer is that you have to do it twice in order to get it and then you'll get the code so just remember that and if you're ordering chinese food and you use our code they're gonna give you a free fortune cookie so um (laughs) make sure that you tell them oh my god Uh, (laughs) we're a hot mess Uh, i'm gonna go do this as soon as we end recording yes girl <laughs> um well uh thanks for coming everyone yeah, we made it through another out. week yeah it's wednesday it's hump day <laughs> i hope your week's going well friday's almost yeah here. girl we're there girl friday's almost here <laughs> yeah girl oh i think that's reynolds saying hi He's waiting for us to take him out. Ugh, he's so annoying. Yeah, does he need to go potty? He's a needy dog. <laughs> he's very needy. Over yeah, if, you, if you hear any dog noises while you listen to the podcast, that's just our mascot, Reynolds. It's usually um, Reynolds. Living his life. Yeah. <laughs> living his best pup life over here. Yeah, girl. Um, and he is on Instagram, too. So maybe we'll, like, promote <laughs> his Instagram if you're, like, wanting to follow Reynolds. Oh, my gosh. He'd love we'll that. See. He would. <laughs> we did take some right. photos today. Yeah, girl. <laughs> well, guys, right, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye. Bye.